Hello, Mzanzi, and welcome to episode 180 of Farmers Inside Track. I'm your host, Tonumdu. Now, in this edition, Stefan Peterson, the founder of Work Accident Support, joins us once again to demystify some of the common misconceptions around the Compensation for Occupational Injuries and Diseases Act, the Compensation Fund, and some of the recent changes made to the regulations impacting farmers and agriculturalists in Mzanzi. Stefan Peterson, thank you so much for joining us here once again on Farmers Inside Track. We've featured you before and it's so great to have you back with us, you know, talking more about what you do as the founder of Work Accident Support, but maybe just a catch up of how things has been since we last featured you. Thank you very much for this invitation. Just in terms of what the law says with regards to farmers of how they have to deal with the administration of work accidents and some of the pitfalls they have to look out. Some of the things they have to get in place to prevent any kind of penalties and an interest. Because, I mean, when we're talking about cash flow and all these things that farmers need to belong to, these regulations they have to adhere to, financially it can be quite strenuous things they have to get into place. And in terms of what I've been up to, I've been speaking at quite a number of events, especially at farmers level associations where they're involved with, where I went to go and speak quite a number of times recently. And then also just in terms of legislation, there's some new regulations which came into place which the Department of Employment and Labor, they administer this legislation. So they came up with a couple of things and there's probably something which one can touch on where you can see, but uh, the kind of things that farmers have to focus on now going forward. No, I think, you know, this is often an overlooked area within the agricultural space, but it's a very vital area and a much needed thing to have in place. What are some of the common, you know, misconceptions about workplace safety within the agricultural space? You see, when it comes to certain legislation, not farmers in general, but many employers, they kind of overlook this legislation, but it is something which is there, which we all have to adhere to. But not only the fact that we have to adhere to it, but also just for the safety of the workers, as we know, Workers in the agricultural sector, they are one of the most vulnerable type of workers there are. And with this legislation, at least if a farmer is registered, that worker can go and seek private medical care at the private hospital once they've injured. The fund will accept the claim, just have to provide the necessary information, and they can get some world-class treatment at some of these private hospitals. And believe me, some of them can get seriously injured. I just assisted a farmer in Swazerenica where the leg went into a machine. Well, the leg was not amputated, but just the treatment the guys has to undergo now and the medical bills. We're talking about hundreds and hundreds of thousands of rands, which the government say are busy paying. The claim was registered, was accepted. So, unfortunately, there are one or two of companies and pharmacists as well who perhaps are registered, but then they're not adhering to what is expected of them on an annual basis. Like for instance, I attended a meeting which the Department of Labor, the Compensation Fund, called a couple of weeks ago, where they provided some stats of some of these companies which are registered, but then they provided figures as well of how many are not submitting the annual return of earnings because that helps the government to issue an account to the company or the farmer. And we're talking about at least 20,000 farmers out there who are registered, but they're not submitting the annual return of earnings. And unfortunately, there are going to be consequences, like penalties. It can be huge, huge amounts and fees, which they have to pay in addition to the account. So it is something which they probably have to look into. Yeah. 
What is stopping farmers or agriculturalists within the space from actually adhering to these regulations? What are some of the things that you've encountered in the work that you're doing? Most of them want to do the right thing. I think it also comes down sometimes to cash flow because they are paying some of the biggest kind of fees because the risk of getting injured within the agricultural sector is quite higher than maybe someone who sits in an office the whole day because that is how they calculate these fees. So one definitely is cash flow. Perhaps they don't have the funds. I mean, there's such a lot of things that affected the profitability of, of the farming industry over the last couple of years. If we think of COVID, especially the wine industry, they've been severely, if I can use the word punished, because they couldn't operate over a long period. And then maybe just farmers who perhaps don't know about what is expected of them in terms of the act. But then I suppose you'll get someone who maybe knows what is the right thing to do, but then just not doing the right thing. But we have to remember, at the end of the day, it is a person's life which could be at stake because if someone gets injured, they have to get medical treatment as soon as possible. And if it's a severe injury, then it can affect that maybe the treatment because doctors, they will look, to, they want to see first if the company, maybe the farmer is registered with a fund. And then also if they cannot provide proof, then in all likelihood, treat will not be administered by the doctor and then the person has to go to a government hospital where probably they're going to be waiting a bit longer for their treatment. So those are the kind of consequences. If you look at the life and the safety of the injured person who has to be treated for serious accidents here. Maybe just in terms of the change in the regulations that you spoke about earlier, how has that changed since the last time we spoke? One thing which the Director General also indicated earlier this year, is just signed the regulation just reminding all employers with regards to the act, what their responsibilities are. But first, they reminded employers that they have to be registered with a fund. Just to tell them, you know what, in terms of this particular section within the law, they have to be registered. But not only that, they were also reminded that they have to submit their annual return of earnings and pay their accounts. And also just to keep a record of that, because if they received an inspection from one of the inspectors of the department, they have to provide proof of the accounts and their payments, but also very important what's happening now, uh, the fund uh, appointed quite a large number of new inspectors. So they also just reminded or they instructed some of these inspectors now to go and do audit reports on many companies and specifically also in the agricultural industry to, to have a look who of these farmers or who of these companies are not registered. Then if a farmer is not going to perhaps register with the fund, then they will be issuing uh, penalties. But then also just look at those who are registered just to confirm that the actual figures which they confirmed or which they declared, they have the necessary source documents like your payrolls and information confirming that the figures which they declared, if that is actually the correct figure. So they want to make sure, but you know what, the information which the department is receiving that is backed up by certain documentations that can be provided. So that was one of the things. And then your domestic workers, they can be registered as domestic workers under this Act, where they can also have the same kind of benefits with regards to the COIT Act. In the past, they were not covered, but they also just reiterated they are covered now. So private households, the difference between how it is administered. So if you're a private household, then you have to register as a domestic employer if you have a domestic worker. But if you are a farmer, you don't have to do a separate registration. You can just include your domestic workers under your normal staff, your normal farm workers. So I think that is one of the differences. But they also have to be included in terms of 
the COID Act, the Compensation for Occupational Injuries and Diseases Act. Yeah. Now, we have done a talk with you in terms of what the Act is all about and how we should be adhering to the regulation and what farmers need to know. But maybe just if anyone would like to get in touch with you, how do they do that? And why is it important to actually adhere to this if you're a farmer, if you're working in the agricultural sector? And what should they know and understand from day one? I've got a business operating from Pretoria. We assist many farmers in all provinces with regards to the administration or just the consultation if they just needed to, to find out a specific answer on a question. So my email address, if they want to contact me, is uh, support at workaccident.co.za. They can send it at any time. And in terms of the legislation, you know what, as we speak, the risk of an employee to get injured on a farm is relatively bigger than someone who's, get, who's working in, a, in an office, for instance. Because there are rates associated in some of these farmers, for instance, if you are a livestock farmer, you'll be paying a rate in 2025. They've reviewed it. So you're going to pay a rate of 2 rand 65 cents out of every 100 rand which you pay to the government. So that's the rate you're going to pay for that 100 rand of salaries which you're paying to your staff. So it is quite high. I mean, there are other rates who's paying less than 1 rand. So they can see, but also just want to bring to their attention there are many farmers who are diversifying their businesses. So sometimes maybe if you are registered maybe as a livestock farmer in the beginning, but now you also started to do some other operations like you're planting also, doing some plant and so forth. Now you can be regarded as a mixed farmer. So then your rate will actually decrease. And those are the kind of things which farmers have to look out to see how they can save money on the long run. So they can apply for the review of their subclass, what they call it. And then also just to make sure that they submit their annual returnings by March every year or when the commissioner announces it, there's also one way to prevent penalties and of course pay it within 30 days. But I think it boils down to the fact that their, their vulnerable and important workers must be registered within terms of this legislation. And those are the people who then can benefit from being registered with the fund to ensure that they can receive high value treat when they are injured. And believe me, some of these injuries are, can be so severe. I mean, it can affect them for the rest of their life. Thank you so much for your time. It's been great chatting to you as always. Maybe just one final message to our farmers listening. We realize and we've heard the importance of farmers within our sector in, in terms of the economy, the jobs that they provide, the food security that they're responsible for. So there is a lot of labor legislation in South Africa, which every company must adhere to, and especially the farmers, because they are affected by most of these regulations. It's important that they just keep up to date of what's expected of them. I mean, there's many resources which they can have a look in for the sake of themselves, of course, to cover themselves, as well as their vulnerable workers and the important workers to have a look at these legislation. Always a pleasure chatting to you on Farmers Inside Track. That was, of course, Stefan Peterson, the founder of Work Accident Support. Now, Lebohang Mokwene is a poultry farmer and innovator in the agro-processing space, and she's this week's hashtag soil sister. She switched careers from marketing to farming and never looked back. And she believes to succeed in the sector, establishing your end goal from day one is vital. Right from the beginning, we knew what is it that we want to achieve. So even when you sort of get tired, you remember why you started. And honestly, we have seen growth. That's why I said our business is growing exponentially. And the fact that we are working the business, you know, when you wake up in the morning that this is your bread and butter, this is 
where you have to make sure there's a roof over your head and you have to take your kids to school. We have two kids that are 14 and 17. So they have been growing with the business. That really motivates us and we want to leave a legacy. Failure is really not an option. We're always finding better ways of doing business. And that has been the motto. With Petoho, we say, my husband likes to coin this statement that says that yesterday's solution is not good enough. Today we innovate. That's what we do. Always finding the best way in the environment that we're operating in to do our best. Thank you so much for joining us here on Farmers Inside Track Lebohang. She's, of course, one of the amazing women selected for the Koteva Woman Agripreneur 2022 program. You can, of course, read more about her farming business and journey in this dynamic space on www.foodfromzenzi.co.za. And that's a wrap from me, Dawn Numdu, our producer, Megan Van Defend, and the rest of the Food from Zanzi team. Have an absolutely amazing week. Bye for now. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food for Mzanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story.